De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to talk about the evolution of the modern B2B buying process and the best practices for scaling your team. Joining us is Dara Fitzpatrick, who is the Chief Revenue Officer at Rollworks which is the account-based marketing platform designed for the needs and ambitions of B2B companies. Powered by proprietary data and machine learning, Rollworks empowers teams to identify target accounts, reach key buyers across multiple channels, and confidently grow revenue. Yesterday, Darren and I talked about modern B2B buying processes. And today, we're going to dig into and continue our conversation to discuss customer experience versus customer success. Okay, here's my conversation with Dara Fitzpatrick the Chief Revenue Officer at Rollworks. Dara, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Doug. Excited to dive into a, another meaty topic. Well, this is a great one. And I think you should start out talking to us about how you're helping transition to a better customer experience with your initiative called Choose Your Own Adventure. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so so it's something that... Uh, so Sean Cook joined us as uh, VP of Sales. And him and I, in his, in his onboarding, had, had lots of conversations about the buying experience, what does it look like today? And, and one of the reasons I love hiring people into the organization, particularly senior leaders with a lot of experience, is they, they come, they assess, and they're able to you know, take what they've learned and, and make initial recommendations. And one of the things we discussed was in the buying process of actually having specific moments or specific plays that we can actually present to prospects that we know they really care about. So two examples that I think are very good is that when a prospect is evaluating competitors, the temptation is always that they bring up competition and the salespeople will say, well, you know, we're better because of, we have more features and, and so on. But actually, if they're, if they're truly going to do an evaluation, you know, we should be able to say like, okay, if it's, if it's important for you, you need to make the right decision for you know, your job and, and, and your company. Let's spend 20 minutes and actually, let me actually bring you through how we view the market, where we think we are successful versus the other companies that you are evaluating. And let's have a discussion specifically on that. And, and it, allows, it allows you to acknowledge that this is a, a big part of their evaluation, but also to, to give them the necessary time and information so that they can make an informed decision. Another example that we've also looked at introducing is, is onboarding and customer success. The amount of people in, in the ABM space who are new to kind of using an ABM platform and really care about what does onboarding look like? Is it quick, slow, fast? You know, do I do it myself? And then in, in post sales, what support? How, how are you going to help me be successful? 
And again, if that's important to a buyer, we need to say, you know, look, let's spend 20 minutes specifically on that. I'm going to bring someone in from our customer success team. We'll answer all the questions that you have directly related to it. And that allows that you have a, you know, experience that definitely isn't going to be linear, but it allows you to pick pieces off it or even let the prospect pick. Hey, we've got these options, you know, that, that we've run with prospects. What do you think is going to be most important to you? And I think that that allows it to be very much not a like a row works defined process all the time. We're always going to have some definition, but it gives prospects more say in terms of how they're going to buy off you and the information they really want to go deep on as opposed to us kind of telling them about every bell and whistle that live in the product. You know, I have to say, I mean, we've all been here as leaders, right? We've had these moments where we're with the board, right? Or with their investors. And as a CRO, at the end of the day, it's all about your numbers, right? Really, it's the end of the day. That's what keeps us employed as a CMO, keeps me employed. Got to keep the pipeline moving. Have you had a conversation yet with the board, though, about this to say, hey, guys, look, I want to be in this business for this reason. I want to be in a place where my sales team is creating the best possible experience they can. And the numbers will follow. Is that the talk track? Or are you coming back and saying, and here's how I measure customer experience or, or prospect experience success, and the numbers will follow? Yeah, it's a good question. I think the the start of it is, you know, we're the president of, of our interim CEO are, are, are both like brilliant, very approachable and same with the board. So when we're getting into detail about how are the numbers, are they good, bad or indifferent? In general, it's a, a very collaborative conversation of like, okay, this is what the numbers are. You know, what are we actually doing to go and achieve it? What I will always do at the start is if a number is, you know, good, bad or indifferent, I will always give like, what is driving it? Is it pipeline generation? Are we struggling there? Or are we struggling on, on pipeline conversion? And, you know, one of the, uh, obviously we're, you know, always looking to improve on both, but on the pipeline conversion side, I think what we have to say is that we believe that pipeline conversion is at this percent because of X, Y, Z. And here are like three areas that we're going to focus heavily on with the team to go and improve it. And I think when it comes to measuring it, we have a win-loss vendor that we use and we will then uh, twice a year go really deep in the analysis from the win-loss vendor. But I'll also review every single loss. I review every win actually as well. I review them all and see you, there, there are questions that are specifically in there related to the buying experience. And then, you know, if the board need additional reinforcement, oftentimes we can take out the snippets and some of the learnings and package it up and say, here's what, not what we're saying, but here's what all the people who are evaluating us, some bought, some didn't, and here's where we want to improve. And, and this is the impact that we think it can make. We also collect surveys in the post sales after onboarding and just for our customers as well and get their feedback. And like I'm doing a an all hands in 45 minutes here and I'm presenting some of this data to the team, like very transparent of here's what our buyers think, here's what, here's what our customers think and like, are we getting better and where, where are we going to work on to improve it? I love that. So I feel like you've just given us a hack and, and let me describe what I think that hack is. First thing is it is almost a necessity to be doing win-loss. Yeah. Right. So that's the start. And it gives you so much great qualitative information. But what you're saying here ultimately is that you're able to parse out from those wins and losses what their experience was because you have questions. To basically say, what was your experience? So you're not having to take the salesperson's word for it because guess what? Salespeople are going to be really good at spinning it to their advantage. Right. So you actually have it from the word of the customer, if you will. And you mentioned that you're using a vendor. I don't want you to have to disclose who the vendor is. That's fine. But are there vendors that can help that you would recommend? And would you recommend the vendor you're currently using? So I have no problem saying we used Inova. 
we've had a good experience with them overall so far. I think it's essential to have one, one point that you mentioned there about you know the insights from the sales team. There's you know I, I'm lucky in that. I've got like really strong sales leaders and really strong salespeople that we've, you know, and hired a lot over the last 12 months, but we had had one recently where we got introduced to an account and anyway, that they went through, I don't know, a couple of calls and we were on the pipeline meeting and we heard the information back was that, oh, we lost because we didn't have some feature. I can't remember what, what the feature was, but a relatively small feature, but the prospect actually emailed us back through the intro and said, look, I, I thought I owe you some feedback on why we actually didn't go at Rowworks. And the reason they didn't buy was that they didn't feel the salesperson understood their needs and didn't do a, they, they felt that we were just trying to sell our product and it was features and, and so on. And to be fair, like the seller was brilliant about it. They were like, this is a great learning experience. And they've been really successful in the role, but it shows that sometimes you can get into a buying process with a prospect and you just get into, hey, you should use us versus them. And you actually just, you you go away from what has made you successful of like, I really need to understand what they want. So that's where win-loss is helpful because it's, you know, it's a, it's a third party. So there's no spin that can be put on it. And you're really talking about how you're empowering your team. And we started with this idea of win-loss as being something that allows them to be introspective. I'm going to stop us there. Because I have to tell you, that's such a great topic for us. I'm going to say that's our next topic. And I really appreciate your time. So thanks to Dara. Really appreciate it. That wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Dara Fitzpatrick, Chief Revenue Officer at Rollworks for joining us in part two of this interview, which we'll be publishing tomorrow. Dara and I are going to dig in. I'm going to talk about how to empower sales teams to scale. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, shame on you. Head over to RevGenPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on the show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. and We'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.